she just lived her life pouring it out for others. And so she invested in me. It's a humbling experience to come to a team like this and really see what's going on and what God is doing in the world. And just to play the smallest part in it is a gift and a blessing. Hi, and welcome to the River Tree Missions podcast, where today Jay and Shay will sit down with, well, me. My name is Allison Bickle, and I'm so thankful to be a part of the missions team here at River Tree. I can tell you it isn't easy listening to yourself speak, but as I've gone back and listened, I've been overwhelmed with gratitude to the Lord for the people He's sent to pour His love and His word into my life. I hope that I will be able to pour into others in the same way. We'll talk today about some of those people and about what the missions team at River Tree is and does. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, River Tree family, this is Jay, your missions pastor, and today we are interviewing Allison Bickle. She is a member here at River Tree and on the missions team, and we get questions about what the missions team is and what they do, and then I just think Allison is just a great person who has a huge heart for missions, a huge heart for the gospel, and so I just wanted to introduce y'all to her, hear about her heart for what Christ is doing in the world, and then also uh, get a little insight into what the missions team is here at River Tree and what we do. So Allison, thank you so much for being here with us. Can you just introduce yourself a little bit about you, your family? Just tell us about it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. My name's Allison Bickle. We've been coming to River Tree for about nine years and really just love it. It's really home for us. I have a husband and two kids, my husband, Brian, and my two kids are Riggs and Declan. They are, oh man, 14 tomorrow, 14 tomorrow and nine. And tomorrow is what date? Because we're going to probably release this a little yes, bit later. tomorrow is September 10th. Tomorrow is so September 10th. That's awesome. Please don't steal his identity, but... <laughs> <laughs> September 10th, he'll be 14. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, very cool. So they are 14 and how would you say? 14 Declan and was? 9. 14 and 9. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And Brian is along with you, super supportive. I know in the work you do, which is awesome. So yes. um, tell me a little bit, just kind of your heart for the gospel. How did you How did you come to know the Lord? How did that happen? And what gets you excited about the gospel even today? Well, I was so blessed, honestly, to grow up in a home where they taught me about Jesus. My parents are both believers. I was brought up in the church, went to Christian school. And then my grandmother had probably the biggest influence on me for that. She just loved the Lord and was just such a shining example of what it looked like to be a believer. You know, she didn't pretend to be perfect. She would have things where she messed up and she would repent and go to the Lord. And she would even tell us, like, I shouldn't have done that and just was an amazing person to watch. There was a time in life where I was not walking as closely with the Lord. And, you know, I knew him, I loved him, but I had no community. I wasn't surrounded by anybody. And that was really, really hard. And so during that time... So when was that time in your life, Allison? That would have been college. Okay. That would have been college, leaving home, going away. I had I moved to Chicago, really didn't know any other believers. I went to church every week, but I didn't meet anyone. So it was just kind of a lonely walk. And during that time, I absolutely would have identified as a believer and said, I believe in Jesus Christ with yeah. everything I have. But I think I was living kind of by my own standard and, you know, thinking I was doing all right. Yeah. So one of those, it, it sounds like kind of those I'm good enough situations, like I'm close enough, like this will work. Well, and even not even that, like, I, I mean, I knew that 
it's not my work. It's the Lord. Like I knew all of that, but just as far as like living it out and not compartmentalizing it, having it as just like a part of my life instead of my life and directing what I'm doing and directing my steps, there's a big difference. So the Lord really got a hold of my heart again, probably just before I got married. And yeah. at that time, we had gone to San Diego, had this amazing church where we were taken in and lived with people who were really on fire for the Lord. Yeah, that's awesome. So you and Brian had moved from Chicago mm-hmm. out to San Diego. Y'all were getting ready to get married, not married yet. And just really the gospel just kind of more evident, more more real in your life at that point. Right. We got married right like between those two, okay. Chicago, we got married, we moved to San Diego and yes, uh, we were looking for a church, but we didn't really know what we were looking for. Yeah. He had been raised Catholic. I grew up in the Lutheran church, a really great Lutheran church. Yeah. But when we were trying to figure out where to go, he said, you know, I don't want to go to a church where either of us grew up in. Like, I don't want to choose one or the other. And I told him, you know, that's fine with me. I want a church where they are teaching from the word, where we're in the word more than we're out of it. Yeah. And that it's based on the Bible. Like as long as what they are teaching is grounded in the truth, it doesn't matter to me what it says on the door. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's a good approach. Like is, is the gospel preeminent in this church? And if it is, it's a church that, that a lot of those like things I think we get worried about, they kind of sort themselves out because the gospel is made known each and every week. So now you're there, you're growing in your faith. What happened to go like, hey, I'm missions is something I, I want to give a significant amount of time in my life to. Yeah, I think, you know, God had been planting seeds all along the way, even before then. I remember being a kid and we had one missionary in particular from our church who was sent out from our church and had gone to China. She also was one of my Sunday school teachers. And we heard all her stories. We were really fascinated with it. Didn't really give any thought to like, that might be something I could do, you know, even though I'm sure she said it. I know she did, (laughs) but I don't, I didn't really give any thought to it in my own life. When we were in San Diego, I met a woman there. Her name is Lila. And I had been helping out with stuff at church. I was doing a VBS. And at the time we had our first child, Riggs, who was about a year. We were a really tiny church on the beach. Didn't have a lot of kids. So he was really the only kid who needed childcare. And she took care of him for us while we did VBS. And as I got to know Lila, I found out that she had been a missionary for New Tribes She had gone and spent 30 or 40 years of her life in the jungles, reaching people who had never known the gospel, had no access to the gospel in the jungle, in tribes. And so Lila was this amazing woman who was now back in the States. At the time, I think she was in her 70s, and she just lived her life pouring it out for others. And so she invested in me. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that kind of in my own life had those run-ins where you meet someone and your faith, it you kind of realize my faith has to elevate at yeah. this point. Like, I can't remain who I was and pretend that I'm good enough or pretend that the way I live my life is, is how a Christian should. When I see this other person taking it far beyond what I can ever imagine, a similar experience for you. Right. Well, and I think that you see God differently. You see the greatness of God and the glory that he deserves and all of those things that, you know, make him God and make it so that 
we see who we are, but we also see who we are with him. And that, that changes everything. That perspective changes everything. I know Lila is a lady actually here at the church. We've helped out some with some stuff she's doing. Tell us about that, kind of what's going on and how River Tree has been involved now helping uh, this dear lady in the work she's God's called her to. Yes. Well, maybe a year or two after we moved here, Lila's husband, Tom, died. And you know, I say Lila, but Tom was right there all yeah. along. Lila was the one who went to the zoo with me and went to SeaWorld and really invested her life. But Tom loved our family so much and was just such a blessing. But like I said, after we moved here, Tom died and went to be with the Lord. And we, you know, we heard this. My heart was broken for Lila and she mourned for a little while. And then she said, I'm still useful. She said that that was what the Lord showed her was that she was still useful. Now, now how how old is she at this point? She is at this point, I mean, upper 70s. Wow. Upper 70s, early 80s at this point. And so she started going back. She started going back. And this is a time when people had been kicked out, kicked out of the country. And again, there's no access to the gospel. And the Bibles that had been translated, they had translated the New Testaments. And the New Testaments that had been translated... They weren't there. It had been the 70s, you know, so all these books that they left are, you know, worn out, falling apart if they're there at all. And so she went back and started getting these New Testaments printed, getting printed, bring them across the border. Everyone had been kicked out and the Lord gave her favor so that she just got to keep going. So she's now in her late 70s, early 80s, Mm -hmm. going back in some what's considered by many to be one of the dangerous places in the world right now, but going back, taking not the gospel, like the actual, like she has the word of God in her hand, the word of God, sneaking it across the border. And what a saint of a woman. It's very obvious how you've been impacted by her. And then also how like her impact on you has now flown out, gone out into other people as well. So how's that going for her and what part did River Tree play in kind of helping her out? It's going so well. She has been going back and forth for all these years now. She's working with the grandchildren of the people that she worked with initially. And there's a church. I mean, there's a church and they're healthy and they're growing, but they just needed the word of God. And so she's been going back and she has been working with them and she's been translating the Old Testament. At this point, she's translated three quarters of the Old Testament. And that has been something where, you know, she had reached out and asked for help to, you know, her friends, she was fundraising, support raising to be able to get these Bibles printed. And that's where the people of River Tree and the giving of River Tree has made it possible for us to support her in that, to support her in getting these Bibles printed so that they can get into the hands of the people. Yeah, I've been I've been at River Tree a little over a year now and just continually blown away by the faithful giving of River Tree. And so just this awesome opportunity to take that money that's been giving, that's been entrusted kind of to the leadership of the church, to the missions team, so that we can then give that out to those that are taking the gospel all over the world. Man, what a beautiful story. And so thankful that we've gotten to play a part in that. Now, tell me, we mentioned there the missions team and the money coming in and, and these type things. I don't think a lot of people know the missions team exists at River Tree. So tell us a little bit about that, what it is, how you came to get involved with it, 
and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Well, the missions team is a group of people who are missions minded, who love the Lord, who want the gospel to go out to the ends of the earth, but also locally. We've been entrusted with coming alongside you, our pastor, and just really making sure that we're staying the course, that we're going to the right places, that we're praying through decisions, we're spending money wisely. It's a humbling experience to come to a team like this and really see what's going on and what God is doing in the world. And just to play the smallest part in it is a gift and a blessing. So I came to be a part of that when the missions team, as it is now, started. There were people who came before us, like Becca Abercrombie had a team with Christina Whitaker and Kristen Engelkmeyer. They really paved the way for this. But when we first got a missions pastor at River Tree, he was kind of looking to build his team. And those two, Christina Whitaker and Kristen Engelkmeyer, actually were some of the first members on the team. And I had just come back from Poland and had done a video for Poland. And he saw the video. We talked about it and talked about my heart for missions, but I really didn't think anything of it. He said, you know, I would like you to do some more videos if you're willing. And I said, you know, I've got to talk to my parents or my childcare, but they were in and Brian was in. So I said, you know, yes, I'd love to do more of this. And so I actually didn't go anywhere for a while, but we were all taking a missions class together. It was hosted at the church. And in that class, Christina Whitaker came up and said, you know, you're supposed to go to Uganda, but would you want to go to Nepal instead? And I said, you know, sure. As long as the missions pastor is fine with that, I'm fine. And she's like, well, you're on the team, so I think it should be okay. And I was like, what do you mean I'm on the team? What team? What are we talking about? (laughs) See, that was how I found out I was on the missions team. I didn't even know. But that was when it started and we started meeting and looking at our partnerships, looking at growing partnerships, looking at how we could honor and bless our partners and just come alongside them in that. You know, as I interviewed, kind of went through the process, the missions team was a huge part of that. But even I think getting here um, and just meeting the people that are on the missions team, we've added a few people um, since I've been here. It's just been an absolute joy to see people here at the church that are serious about the gospel, serious about the mission of God and serious about seeing his word go out, seeing healthy churches started and seeing the poor and the unfortunate cared for. And so I'm so thankful for what y'all do. Now, I know you mentioned there a few things, just kind of helping manage the budget, going on these trips, caring for like the local partners. What is kind of your, of all the things you're kind of doing in this world of being on the missions team, what do you enjoy the most? Probably what I enjoy the most is just getting the word out. Yeah getting the word out about our partners and getting people involved in missions and making those connections. We're seeing what God is doing and to come back and just to want everybody to know and know that they can play a part in the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of my great passions as we've been here is just really helping kind of normal members, like just, and when I say normal, I mean, and just normal life. Like, you know, you've got kids and they're going to school and they're playing sports and you're involved in the church and you're doing the things that we all do. And how do we then take those opportunities and turn them into gospel opportunities? How do we take those opportunities and ultimately see them go out to the ends of the earth? I know one of the things that I have enjoyed and as we went through the kind of interview process of me coming here was this idea of like unreached, unengaged people groups Mm -hmm. and just seeing the missions team passion for that. Tell me more about what are unreached, unengaged people groups? Why does the mission team care so much about that? Yeah. So unreached, unengaged people groups, unreached people groups. The actual definition is that less than 2% of the population are believers, Christian believers, because what they say is that 
if you have 2% of a population that knows the Lord, that's enough to at least get started with telling others about Christ. In most of these areas, there, there are no believers, there are no churches, there are no Bibles. There's no access to the gospel. And that's the part that's so motivating for us in that we want everybody to know Christ. Yeah. But we really want everybody to have that opportunity where they look up to the sky and they wonder, who made this? Who is this God? Why am I here? Like all of these things that we know because of the Lord, we want them to know and to have the right answers because we'll seek out answers. We'll look for something to fill those in ourselves. But there is a God and he wants to be made known and he's given us the task to help others know him. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing you're saying there. I think you mentioned that 2% number. One of the things I always heard about it too is at 2% is when they begin to see the gospel of the church kind of has staying power, Mm. that it can kind of last on its own without kind of outside influence. And so it's awesome to see that. But I think also just that idea of like there's people out there and they're they're standing on the side of the mountain, they're standing on a beach shore and having that same reaction we all have of like, what is this? Like, this is obviously way bigger than me. And what if they don't have the gospel, what they do and what we can so often do is begin to fill that void with something else. So if we don't have access to the true gospel, then we're going to make up our own. How can we be saved? Because something bigger is out there and I've got to make up something. And so, man, what we get the awesome opportunity to do in missions is take the gospel to those people, share with them the truth. And so one of the things we've done here, I know being part of the missions team um, that you've got to experience is a slight shift in strategy as we move to this idea of like, hey, we also want to be about kind of planning, starting healthy churches. When I came in, y'all were all unreached, unengaged people group, which that's where I did work as a missionary. So I love that too. But we've also began to seek this thought out. What does it mean to be a church that cares about church planning? And tell me more about that and your thoughts on that process. Yeah. Well, I can tell you even just from my own experience in moving here, when we moved here and we knew we were looking for a church, we had a hard time finding one. There were churches everywhere and we would go and a lot of the time we just didn't find that the word was being preached. It wasn't the preeminent part of the sermon. And that was really important to us. There are churches all over, but if the churches aren't rooted in the gospel, then What's the point? Yeah, because there is this like, hey, I drive by 100 churches. Why do we need more churches? And there's this level of like, yeah, there are buildings and there are people gathering, but we want to see the gospel go out and and we want to see those churches then catch a hold of a vision to take the, the gospel to the ends of the earth. And if the gospel is not being preached every Sunday, that church is never going to move forward in taking the gospel to those that have never heard. And so y'all have been great. The missions team has been wonderful thinking through this idea of like, how do we do this well? And and pushing back some to say, Jay, does, does Huntsville really need more churches? And that's a good question to ask because there are a lot of churches um, and we're, we're working through that, what that's going to look like for River Tree um, to plant churches is kind of within the country, outside the country, but then also here locally. Um, is that a need and how do we how do we identify those? And so that's been great. So one other thing, Allison, I know one of the things we've kind of tasked you with recently is at River Tree Mission social media. So tell us a little bit about that, kind of what you're hoping to see happen. And then also just kind of how you're using your gifts and seeing God kind of 
honor what you've worked on and what he's built in you to, to do that well. I'm so excited about this. For a long time, we've been trying to figure out how to reach people at River Tree to know more about missions, to have it be more of a part of their everyday life. And there have been a lot of people who have kind of come and said, how do I plug in? How do I go? How do I do that? And we gather on Sunday mornings and our Sunday mornings are great, but there's only so much time. So to be able to try to squeeze everything all into just our Sunday morning service and then come away and remember everything. Yeah. It's too much. And so what I'm so excited about is that through social media, I'm hoping that this is going to be something that can be a part of everyday life just a little bit more. We're hoping to give updates. We want to tell people about our missionaries, what they're doing, what the Lord is doing through them to not only honor them with that, but to have people come alongside and pray for them to be joined with them and united with them. We want people to know about what our local ministries are doing and how they can get involved with those because we don't want to be a people that just sends money and says, go do good work. Like we're not saved by our works, but It also says that we're made for them. Like this is what brings us joy. You know, God saves us and then we get to go and bless others with these things. So what I'm hoping is that this will be something that the love of Christ compels us to go. Not that we're going out of duty or obligation, but that we are going because we're so excited about the Lord and his opportunities that we get to go. And so I just want people to know what those opportunities are, to see them going on and to really get excited about missions. That's awesome. Allison, it has been absolute joy talking with you as always. I'm so thankful you're here. Is there anything you just want to add? Like, hey, man, if I could say one thing to the people of River Tree Church, this is this is what I'd tell them. When we were talking about getting started and you were talking about just normal people doing missions, When we were back at that church in San Diego, my heart was on fire for missions. My heart was just leaping out of my chest and we would have missionaries come and visit. We had this guy from India who was amazing and he would come and he, they were looking for people to come. We had new tribes and they wanted people to come and we would sit in service and I would sit there and say, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. And we would get done. And I would find out that my husband had not heard the same thing. And at that time, That was something that was kind of devastating to me. But I had believers around me who spoke into that and said, no, don't push. Don't push. Let the Lord lead your husband and follow him in what he's doing. And God has really blessed that. And so I've just been really thankful for that. But just to say that even if it's something where you're feeling like you're wanting to go and you're wanting to do, God has something else for you if that's not what it is. Yeah. That's awesome. Allison, thank you so much. I am so thankful for your just commitment to the gospel, to missions. Um, I'm so thankful for you serving on the missions team and taking on some of these new responsibilities with the social media. And we just we just want people to know how to get involved, what's happening to honor those that are serving well and just see the gospel made made preeminent in everyone's life. So thank you for being with us today. It's been a joy and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the River Tree Missions podcast. If there's anything you heard about today, if you want to know more about Jesus, if you want to get involved, if you just want to know more in general, please reach out to us. Our email address is missions at myrivertree.org. That's missions at myrivertree.org. And we'll be sure to get back with you. Thank you again and have a blessed day.